0: Hi everybody, this is Cliff, your trusted host with this week's content warning trigger warning, whatever you want to call it um, I would say the biggest thing the movie that we watched this week was called Frankenhooker um, it does contain some what I would describe as violence against women the violence in my opinion Is very cartoonish and campy Not realistic Spoiler alert uh, This guy gives these sex workers drugs Which make them explode Um, So like I said, not particularly realistic But if you're not in the mood I would skip this week's episode Uh, There's also some sexual content both in our discussion of the movie and in a lovely poem that I read at the end. In my opinion, the poem is still emotionally moving and profound, but you can be the judge. Uh, So at any rate, that's what I would look out for this week. Otherwise, hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Research indicates that men bond over shared activities just talking about their lives this is cliff and spencer's excuse to hang out together it's the podgering a horror movie podcast hi welcome to the podgering a horror movie podcast i'm cliff
1: and i'm spencer
0: and we watch a movie together and we talk about it and this week's movie was franken hooker franken sex worker um and we like to start with a little segment called What Happened. So Spencer, you wanna take it away? Sure.
2: What happened? What happened? What just happened? <laughs> what happened?
1: Okay, so let's see. It starts off. We are introduced to Jeffrey, who is uh he's he's like playing around with the brain. That has an eyeball in it, and he's like getting it to follow his hand, uh, just demonstrating that he's apparently uh, experimenting with body parts and controlling dead brains, I guess. And uh, yeah,
0: he calls himself an electro—I have it written down—a bioelectrico technician,
1: right? And uh, so then we, then his mother-in-law comes up and says, "Hey, can we? Can I get the ketchup?" Which is oddly sitting right by the uh, the brain in the glass jar. And uh, we realize that he's at a, uh, or they're having a, a birthday party for his father-in-law. And uh, his wife, who is played by, uh, his wife Elizabeth, who is played by Penthouse Pet, Patty Mullen. Um, so she's like- oh, I didn't know that about her yeah and I I thought I was kind of I was like wow they got like a really attractive woman in this movie and uh, turns out she was a penthouse pet so anyway she's talking to her friend and she's got like some very clearly bad like fake fat like on her waist and stuff Uh, but she's talking about how she's been like trying to lose weight and how Jeffrey had given her a, a stomach staple but it didn't it still hasn't like helped. And her friend is like, Oh wait, I didn't know Jeffrey's a doctor. And she's like, well, he's not, but, uh, you know, he's, he went to medical school for a little bit (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) And, uh, so anyway, they got, so he had gotten, uh, Jeffrey had gotten her dad a, like a remote controlled lawnmower for his birthday. Yeah, I think he
0: built it. Yeah.
1: Or yeah, he had built it. And, uh, So she's like showing it off and she's got the remote and uh, Jeffrey's just casually like, don't stand in front of it, honey. And then uh, she like hits the button and like (laughs) it fucking mows her down and everybody freaks out. And uh, so (laughs) they cut to him like, he's like mourning at home over his wife who is like, you know, mutilated by this uh, lawnmower. And it shows a news report of it, and, like, the news reporter, like, first of all, they're talking I have to a the cop. news
0: report. Do you want to listen to it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be perfect. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, news report of Elizabeth's death. What began as a birthday barbecue ended in a bizarre tragedy in Hohokus, New Jersey today. It was this power mower that brought a quick end to the life of 21-year-old bride-to-be Elizabeth Shelley.
2: Like wood through a mulcher, the girthful
0: fiancé disappeared beneath the blades of the berserk mower that sent her personality raining down upon the horrified birthday revelers. In a blaze of blood, bones, and body parts, the vivacious young girl was instantly reduced to a tossed human salad, a salad that police are still trying to gather up, a salad that was once named Elizabeth. So that's just the taste of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the rest of it is... About as ridiculous and comical as that. Um, and so... Then it the cuts to a scene. So while he's watching the news report, it cuts to them confronting him at his door, like... Uh, about the, you know, the death. And like, and they're like, where, where did the head go? Nobody knows what happened to the head. Uh, and so it turns out that he has the head. So let's see. He, he starts like plotting to bring her back to life and uh he's like having fake dinner dates with her with mm-hmm. like different pieces of her body and like he's using a power drill to uh like drill into his head to like calm himself down basically yes which is uh it's an old thing called trepanation that they used to do back way back in like medieval times which um, I think the, the medical benefits of it are kind of dubious, but they would, like <laughs> drill a hole in your head to let the demons out basically. <laughs> but, uh, and yeah, so, hardcore. yeah, yeah, it was pretty hardcore. And, uh, so yeah, he decides he's going to, um, find body parts to make her body again. And, uh. So he goes out and he's he like he starts seeing these these sex workers and you know trying to lure them in but he realized he's got to like get a bunch of them together so that he can find the perfect body parts and uh so he takes a bunch of money and he, he goes and he meets one of them and he's like, "You know, I need as many as I can get." And she's like, "You got to talk to Zorro if you want to do this." And so like she takes him to a insanely seedy like nightclub where they go in the bathroom and like there are people having sex in the bathroom and uh then like people buying crack off of this dude Zorro who is the pimp. Uh yeah and he talks to him and he says, you know, he wants to rent all the girls or whatever. And so then it shows him he's later he's watching a uh talk show and it's uh Oh yeah, it's I, like a
0: Jerry Springer type thing.
1: Yeah, it's actually, it's a, uh, I don't know if you would remember this clip, but there's a show called Morton Downey Jr. in the late 80s no. and early 90s. He was just like the trashiest piece of shit on earth. And, uh, oh, that was a real guy? Yeah, well, not the guy in the movie, but they made, oh, okay. it was a very, very good uh, like impression of him. And gotcha. I remember, he actually, I remember actually seeing one where this Morton Downey Jr. guy, like, brought sex workers on and, like, just, like, talked shit to him. And, like, you know, telling them that they're, like, you know, scum of the earth. And, like, his audience would chime in, too. It was just, like, really, really yeah. awful programming. Um, like, it makes Jerry Springer look wholesome. It's, it's insane. But, uh. Anyway, so like you know, she's talking about crack cocaine or whatever, and then uh, there's a news report about like how how sex workers are being killed by you know using crack cocaine, and so he gets it. Jeffrey gets it in his head to like make this super crack that he could use to like kill them, to harvest their body parts, and he justifies it in his mind. He's like, well, they're gonna die anyway, so like this will just do it faster. And uh, so then he, like, gets all of these sex workers into a hotel room uh, and, like, you know, pretends that he's doing a medical examination, but he's really just, like, scoping out the body parts that he wants. So, yeah, let's see then. So he starts to have a change of heart, and he's like, you know, he's like, I can't kill these girls. Like, it'd be wrong. Uh But then one of the sex workers finds the super crack in his bag, and yep. pulls it out and she's like oh my god you guys and like
0: I have this I have that clip too you wanna listen oh, to okay. it okay yeah yeah totally alright this is the sex workers finding the super crack
2: holy shit what's this holy shit it jumped it's so much jump. holy shit that is, yeah. wait, no! wait, put that back that's supposed to be for the winner look at this girl. the party ain't over yet
0: yeah so that's them finding yep. the finding the super crack
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: the, you know the director was like alright in this scene I want you to act like you're really happy to get the like you're you you, you guys are super pumped about this about these drugs and they're like yes sir <laughs> right. and then that's what he got
1: <laughs> yeah yep pretty good acting um, okay and uh yeah so they all start smoking the super crack which he designed to kill them mm-hmm. and uh so they're all smoking it and he's trying to stop them and then like one of the girls explodes and they the other girls realize that like it's going to kill them and so they start like fighting with him and but like also trying to run away from the explosions
2: mm-hmm. and
1: meanwhile Zorro who is waiting in the lobby of the hotel starts to get suspicious and he runs up And so, like, it's basically down to one girl who hasn't exploded and she's about to stab Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. And so, right when she's about to stab him, she explodes and Zorro opens the door and, like, her head hits him in the head, hits Zorro in the (laughs) head and and knocks him out. And then, uh, so then Jeffrey takes all the body parts and he vows that he will uh, put all the girls back together once he gets Elizabeth back together. Right. Um, and so, yeah, then he uh, he goes through it. So it shows him, like, sorting through all the body parts, which, like, there's one scene where it's just, like, these comically fake boobs, like, clearly just, like, rubber boobs that you would probably buy at a, you know, Halloween store or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, like, sorting through, like, you know, which ones will work or whatever. And then... So, yeah, and there's a, the news re- or the weather report on the news is like, he's like, we've got a storm coming through with lots of lightning. Perfect for you mad scientists out there. Ah. Right. And, uh, so Jeffrey steals some like equipment from his, his job working at the power plant or whatever. Uh, something, he has a job somewhere like that, like a electric yeah. company. And, uh. Yeah, so then he he puts her back together and harnesses the power of the lightning and she comes back to life. But she can only say things that the she can only say things that the sex workers said whose right. body part she has. So she's like not really Elizabeth any anymore. Right. And uh she just says things like got any money and uh,
0: yeah, looking for a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Want to uh, party? So then she goes around and she starts like looking for for clients, basically, and mm. uh, she finds one. This old dude, who <laughs> and this guy is fucking hilarious. Like he's apparently like <clears throat> she is exactly what he wants because he's like super stoked about. This woman with, stoked. yeah, with like, you know, all these different body parts and shit. And she takes him into into a hotel room and starts having sex with him. And then his head or no, he explodes. That's right. Mm-hmm. But his head flies off or something. And like, mm-hmm. But he's even still stoked when he's just ahead. He's like, "Oh yeah, that was phenomenal."
0: Yeah, it seems uh, like it takes a little while for. <laughs> seems like his 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 brain doesn't realize that his head is separated from his body yet. Right. Yeah. So he's still experiencing some. some or, life.
1: or he just doesn't care because he is so stoked about <laughs> banging this weird woman. Yeah. And uh, so Jeffrey's going around looking for her, and um. Then okay, he finally finds her at a bar. That's right. Yep. Zorro is there too, mm-hmm. and so like Zorro hears has punched
0: her head off.
1: Yeah. Well, he because he hears her say Zorro, and he's like, "What the hell?" And then he looks, and right. he like he sees the the Z tattoo that she has on her arm. So that was like one of his girls' arms. And, uh, yeah, and he punches her, and it, like, breaks her head off of her neck, basically. Um. And uh, so Jeffrey takes her back. He, like, escapes Zorro, and he takes her back and uh, puts her head back on. And she wakes up, and so she's Elizabeth again. And she's like, oh, my God, what happened? And he's like, you remember the lawnmower? And she's like, oh, yeah. And she's like... You know, and he tells her what happened, that he put her back together, and uh, she's, like, pissed off, and, um, mm-hmm. and you know, she's like, what? These are, the, you know, these are sex workers' parts. But then Zorro comes in, and he, <laughs> he fucking cuts Jeffrey's head off with a machete. Yeah. And
0: And cuts then- makes it sound super, gra- way more graphic than it is, which is this dude just has the (laughs) sharpest blade in the best form just one swipe and that guy's head is flying off
1: he like yeah basically just like kind of hits him in the neck and the head comes flying off it's Mm. it was really hilarious and then uh, so he's trying to take Elizabeth with him um, because he's like gonna put her to work because you know he says that her body belongs to him and right. then, but then there are all these body parts that have that weren't used that have like grown into this like one thing. And yeah, when the
0: lightning strike hit Elizabeth, it also hit the the freezer full of body parts. That's right. Yeah, infused them together,
1: and uh, so that thing like takes hold of Zorro and drags him away. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, then then so Elizabeth brings Jeffrey back and he wakes up and he's got a woman's body because apparently it only works on women's bodies and yep. uh, his
0: procedure
1: yeah and yeah that's he freaks out and I think that's pretty much the end right
0: yes sir I'd say so um, so I, I think just uh, to get out of the way this movie was made in 1990. Is not the most uh, feminist portrayal you will see of um, sex workers and women in general. Yeah. Um, I think it probably. I'd be surprised if there was a women screenwriter. I didn't look. I, I assume it's probably dudes. Um, but uh, would you, I think it. From my perspective, I think it probably presents it. It definitely does not pass the uh what do you call it the bechdel test the bechdel I think test it probably yeah. this views women as mostly a collection of parts i would say right um so you know yeah it's not uh it's a uh, old fashioned and yeah it's not a it's not gonna be a uh sensitive portrayal nope not at all it's uh definitely Definitely
1: didn't hold up all that well. Um, but then again, I don't know if it really started off that well to begin with. The event, so.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it, um, I, I I do think they tried. I don't know how intentional this was. Them sneaking in that sex work should be legalized in that. Like, right. uh, what did you say his name was? Uh, Morton we'll Downey about. Jr. Morton. Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. Um. Any relation to the to Robert? I you know, uh, if- no. no. Oh, okay, got you. Um, I think that show did say that sex work should be legalized, but I don't know if that was like yeah. them really trying to like progress their progressive yeah. politics or just like have a uh, sneak sex workers into the into the script <clears throat> in a way that they needed to.
1: Yeah, I think it was. It was probably mostly just them fitting that dialogue to work super into crack into the, the script. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it, it really. I don't think that the film took a position on it. I think, and <laughs> yeah. I think it was just kind of like, "Hey, here's this crazy thing that's in the you know the cultural zeitgeist right now." Like, right. We're gonna make that part of this movie. Um,
0: right. So, anyway, yeah, not a, not a feminist movie. Um, no. But taking it at its you know what it is. Um uh you know Jeffrey spends most of the movie i would say 90% of his dialogue is talking to himself. Would you agree? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty
0: accurate. Um yeah, so he's sort of uh so r- respect to him as an actor i'm sure that was not fun. He All wasn't right. a terrible actor, i didn't think. I didn't no, think Elizabeth th- was terrible either actually. I thought like it, um particularly portraying like the at, at, when she was portraying Elizabeth, like, you know, nothing special. I would say bad. Um, much like Jeffrey. Um, but when portray, but portraying, like, the Frankenstein version of herself, I think actually, like, pretty good performance. Like Yeah, totally. Contorting her face and, like, the way she walked and stuff. Right. Um, Pretty good, I gotta say.
1: I, I would say that it... This movie wasn't... Like, it, it looks worse than it actually is like from a just like from a like purely like technical quality standpoint i think that the actors were good and i think mm-hmm. that the filmmakers i mean they knew what they were doing you know it wasn't right yeah, it's, wasn't supposed, it's supposed like to be a bad movie. right yeah
0: yeah for and sure, like in sure.
1: very self-indulgent and like um making fun of of you know low-budget movies basically yeah. um
0: Like, the news report was funny. Um, What did they say?
1: Um, It was like a tossed salad that used to be named Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah, like, that was all genuinely, intentionally hilarious. And, like, even the cop in that scene was was hilarious. Uh, Right. And a good actor.
0: Uh, Obviously, Jeffrey and Elizabeth's chemistry was unmatched. The two of them together on screen sparkled. Yeah, it got me pretty hot and bothered.
1: Uh, <laughs> I loved Jeffrey's Zorro.
0: Mom. Oh, sure. You talk about Zorro.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I loved him just because he was like the, such a stereotypical 80s meathead, uh, um, like, you know, badass East Coast dude. Yeah. Um,
0: There was one throwaway scene involving meatheads that really I thought was the funniest part of the movie, and it's just a throwaway shot of the bartender in that bar where a Frankenstein Elizabeth ends up arm wrestling one of like some meathead guy, and like very and like having to put no effort into just dominating him. She's like, one day I'll let one of you guys win or something. (laughs) Right. Um, It was just a little throwaway shot, but I thought that was the funniest thing in the in the film.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Arm um, wrestling was big back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, and Jeffrey's mom. Uh, I have I have Jeffrey's um, confession about his descent into madness. They they do um, basically every. Every event in the movie is like Dialogue driven There's very little that's not like explicitly said So here's Jeffrey's clip of him Talking to his mom about how His grief is sort of driving him Um To Into madness
2: Something's happening to me that I just don't understand I can't think straight anymore Like my reasoning is all uh, Twisted and distorted You know I seem to be disassociating myself from reality more and more each day. I'm antisocial. I'm becoming dangerously amoral. I've lost the ability to distinguish between right from wrong, good from bad.
0: So it just goes on like that. Right, A little bit longer. But it's basically like they don't do anything to show that that is happening to him. He's just like, here's how <laughs> right. I'm feeling. So they do a lot of that. But I assume this movie was made on what? Like a $50,000 budget or something? Or God, yeah, probably. That's just, yeah, so that's just how it rolls. It did 205000 at the box office. Do you remember this movie coming out from your childhood? Or how old would you I, have been? Your- uh, so...
1: I would have been, only uh, been. What,
0: like three or four? <laughs>
1: yeah. I would have been seven when it came out. Six or oh, seven, okay. depending on when. But uh gosh. Gotcha. I remember and so it's see- not
0: like you remember this movie from like childhood.
1: No, I do remember seeing the, the box in the video store, but I didn't, you know, ever really I never tried to watch it
0: or anything back then. Um Yeah, what parts did you find interesting? um let's see i
1: i i loved the uh the the practical effects they were definitely a lot of fun and
0: yes not they good one shot um, when the sex workers start exploding of like it, it, they, atta- they attach what would be a camera to like a fake light to a leg shooting like into the wall oh yeah, right. that yeah totally. which is pretty funny yeah because it's so clearly just like a prosthetic that they just like sh- <laughs> right are carrying to the wall.
1: And uh oh and the part where where they show the the John's head after he's been decapitated, that was mm-hmm. actually looked like computer graphics which was um
0: yeah, the lightning storm was not terrible. It wasn't yeah. great, but I was like, oh, look that could be. That seems like that about what a 90s Lightning storm special effect would look yeah,
1: like. yeah. It seemed up to par for for its time. Um, yeah,
0: they would when the heads were about to explode. They would just they would be shooting the human actor, and then it would very quickly switch out like a prosthetic <laughs> right. that you could see, and then it would explode. That was kind of right.
1: fun. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty comical, and uh, yeah, overall, it was it was. I thought it was a hilarious movie, um, not scary at all. No I mean no, but uh it was definitely very self-aware which um, as I said, this isn't a trauma movie, but it is very much in the same vein as the trauma movies, which are just like really gratuitous uh, schlocky comical uh, you know gore fest basically
0: right yeah it's it's super campy yeah. Oh, when he's – there's, an, there's an, uh, some other parts that made me laugh. Um, when the sex workers are all smoking the super crack, um, they put on some music and he goes, No, not the devil's music, Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty good. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. And then another one that made me laugh is when – I think this is back at the lab after um, he's accidentally killed all the sex workers – He pulls out a leg and he goes, "Oh my god, bunions!" And so that right, right, that made me laugh. And then
1: he, oh, and then but he starts to like file it down, but he's not actually like bunions. It doesn't seem like he actually knows what bunions are because
0: I don't actually know. So, bunions, I think calluses.
1: Yeah, and that's like what he was like. He was filing like the bottom of the foot, but Mm -hmm. bunions are like the the bone on the like just below Yikes. the big toe so when the okay. bone like kind of juts out that's what a bunion is because uh, i've actually got a bunion in my foot and
0: it's is it, it sounds painful does your it, it can your be if your bone hit your shoe and cause pain is that what it's bad about it
1: yeah that's exactly what it is um gotcha and there's basically like the recommended treatment is just to wear bigger shoes <laughs> like, <laughs> Which I mean, you can have it surgically removed, but like, Uh it's. uh, I mean, it's pretty expensive, and like, if you, it's not an issue if you wear bigger shoes, like wide shoes. So
0: interesting. um,
1: I haven't had an issue with it in a long time, just because I wear shoes that are big enough. So. (laughs) And
0: uh, does that give you a nice sense of security, knowing that if anyone were ever to harvest body parts, they would just take a look at you and be (laughs) like, "No, this guy can keep his." Gross legs. Keeps his feet. fucking yeah, fucking his gnarly ass toes. Right. Well, so overall, you want to do your thoughts overall, and then I'll do mine. Uh, yeah, sure. So overall,
1: I it's a fun movie, not scary. I nope. recommend it. I I love um, 90s, like late 80s and early 90s. I just have a lot of nostalgic. Uh, feelings for movies like this, and yeah, kind of problematic, um, but you kind of know that going in with a name like Frankenhooker.
0: So right, yes. Um, my thoughts are, um, yeah, uh, corny. Uh, it 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 very much fits the style when you see the title, and the title is Frankenhooker. It 100% is what you expect it to be. Um, are some intentionally funny, like, wink, wink, self-aware parts. Um, yeah, it wouldn't hold up, wouldn't get made today, obviously. Um, right. So, yeah. It, man, it, you know, you told me we were going to watch Frank and Hooker, and I 100% watched a movie that fit the description of Frank and Hooker. <laughs> right. um, so... It, it was it was very true to its to its title well did you um I was inspired by Jeffrey's poem and I wrote a poem uh, oh, nice. should we do that yeah let's hear it okay um so let me play Jeffrey's poem first um which let's see when does this take place he writes this and reads it to Elizabeth when I think essentially right before he when he unveils his plan to try to put her back together. So here's Jeffrey's poem, for comparison's sake.
2: Something I wrote for you, a poem. Warning, contents under pressure by Jeffrey Franken. My heart is packed so full of love for you that I dreamed I exploded like aerosol cans sometimes do. I blew with such force that my bones became shrapnel and leveled the town, except the small chapel. My teeth flew like bullets. I didn't know what was happening. They killed everyone in sight, except for the chaplain. And then, thanks to him, we were happily wed, even though at the time, I think we were both dead. The end.
0: So that's Jeffrey's poem. That's love beautiful. poem of sorts It is beautiful, a little bit dark Um So uh, Mine is also a love poem uh, Of of a kind And uh, so let me pull it up here And this poem is called Shoes Alright Are you ready Spencer? I think so, let's hear it <clears throat> This is my first ever Poetry reading so I'm a little bit nervous Um Okay. Shoes by Cliff Gallagher. Shoes lay like lovers in a shoebox, secluded from the world, no company but the other. Tongues out, lazy from lust. When we don't see our shoes, do they make each other bust? When we don't see our shoes, are they having sex, kissing, and inserting, and all of the rest? When a shoe reaches orgasm, does it arch its arch? Does it lace its lace? Does its stitching stand up straight? For a moment, is it beyond time or space? The little death, a state of grace? Is it grateful in that moment for the other? Does it lay its midsole upon its lover? Your lovers know you better than your friends. Treat them warmly. An aspiration to which the shoe says, this time will be different. We will remain friends. When you're out running and your shoe comes untied, Is it teasing its lover with what lays inside? When you're rushing out and you grab your knapsack and you grab your shoes off of your shoe rack and barely a whisper, your Nikes may say, would that this moment were unbroken. Stay, lover, stay. So that's a nice little poem about how our shoes have sex with each other when we're not
1: around. That was
0: beautiful, man. I love it. Thank you. so romantic. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So yeah, just got inspired <laughs> by by Jeffries. Nice. Uh, I dig that. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So uh, I guess I get to pick the movie for next week, right? So. Oh yeah. I um, am gonna choose Marianne, which I know I recommended to you, and I think you might have watched a little bit, which I can tell from creeping on my Netflix account. Um, but if episodes one and two together are about oh, 90 okay. minutes long, so I thought we could do right, in episodes one and two. Yeah,
1: awesome. Sounds good. Sweet.
0: Um, so, yeah. I guess that's about it for next week. Watch Marianne episodes one and two. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and um, subscribe. That's it. Spencer, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
1: Sounds good, Cliff. I'll see you then. All right, man.
0: Bye. All right. Peace.
1: It's the Bob Dream. A horror movie podcast.